Suspect is one William H. Drake. Listen, Tackford. That's a rap sheet as long as your arm. We got a reckless driving, assault with a deadly weapon, and a manslaughter charge that didn't stick. Seems as though he's the hottest street racer they got down there. Uh, you need any backup, Garrett? Negative. This one's mine. Welcome to the Crypt Keeper's Coffin, a Tales from the Crypt retrospective brought to you by Bat and Spider. Episode 48, King of the Road. say like that king of the road now i can't get the voice back that i do no it's gone now it's over you tried to be you tried to be uh i don't know timmy mouth mouthy i tried to be, to be like johnny cash or like dewey cox we just watched uh dewey cox the other night i love Maybe that movie i've only seen it once when it came out but it is really funny but it's one of those movies where it's like it's so dumb and goofy and they keep it at the same level like the whole time that like you at it you know, like two thirds of the way through, you're like bored. You're like, okay, like the the goofiness factor is worn off, and I'm kind of bored. Like, <laughs> yeah, give me something else. <laughs> but it's it's it is really funny. The music's way better than I remember. Like, it's all pretty legit, even though the songs are all about dicks. But <laughs> <laughs> I watched like uh, it was like an Esquire interview of Tim Heidecker and John C. Riley at the same time. Yeah. But the, anyway, somebody asked if John C. Riley, if it, that was at him actually singing, and he said yes. Yeah. Yeah, I read that. Or Melissa looked it up. He I, apparently he also did a tour like uh, after the movie came out. He did like a real tour like across the That's states. Crazy. As Dewey Cox. Was he just singing about wieners and stuff? Yeah, I think it was just all the music from the the movie. And oh. apparently he stayed in character like through the whole tour. Like, even backstage and stuff. I got Chuck. That would be exhausting, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like they should have, like, shot a documentary if he was going to put that much commitment into it. Yeah. Another five years or so, the Dewey Cox documentary will be out. Mm. Dale, we're here because we love Tales from the Crypt. Fact. And this week coincides with uh, our love of, well, I mean, I think there's a pretty universal love uh, from every creature on this planet for one brad pitt he, he is in this episode believe it or not yeah is it this is a very special episode yeah this is brad pitt people yeah it's no slouch no not every day you would go on after this you know the stars would align for old brad for young brad and he would he would for become the bright burning star we know today <laughs> God, he was so i'm just getting into it he was a baby in this like his voice, like his voice didn't even uh, deepen yet. Yeah, he didn't even have a, a, sh- a hint of deep. Yeah, he sounded like a, a like a twelve year old. <laughs> yeah, a twelve year old with, I mean, just gobs of big leg chew oh, in his mouth. God. 
those jowls. You want to talk about somebody that uh, uses Vaseline on his lips. Oh, yeah. He's got to. Those things are out there in the element. You know, he's yeah. got to, he's got to shine them up. They're sopping. <laughs> like, they're like salamanders. You got to keep them wet. <laughs> yeah. Shrivel up. Right. Two slugs on the end of his face. <laughs> All right, Dale. King of the road. Brad Pitt plays a young street racer and he's out seeking a legendary hot rodder named the Iceman. And Brad finally thinks he tracks down the Iceman and he starts taunting this guy. You know, he's retired. He's not in the game anymore, but Brad, he wants a piece of this guy bad. Yeah. And he pushes him to his limits until he finally agrees to race him. And that is King of the Road, Dale. I wish I had a special alarm because this, I told you over text, this is Dead. up there for me. This is like in the top three favorite episodes. So now that we're recording, now that this is being yeah. put to uh, a <laughs> monument, you're going back and saying top three now, not top one. Did I say top one? Well, I, I still you love- said new f- You said new fave. Yeah, I love, okay. All right. Well, yeah. All right. I guess I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was attaching a number one to it. I still really love that gambling episode, the Lance Hendrickson and was it Brian Walsh? Yeah. That's hard to beat. Uh, it's hard to beat. But this is close. I think this is a very close number two for me. Yeah. Well, I think we talked about it last week. So is this part two of the, the pilot they shot for Two Fisted Tales? This is the, uh, this is the part number two of the pilot of Two Fisted Tales, the, the show that never got picked up that would have been a Tales from the Crypt from the same crew, yeah. Tales from the Crypt. Amazing that they were going to do a spinoff of, of Tales from the Crypt. Man. Just with other tales on Fox. <sighs> the Young Network. Beautiful. And this felt like it. I mean, you want to talk. Last week we talked about how the budget and the production yeah. felt like it was something new. This was mm-hmm. equally, for a 30-minute episode, this was oh, top-notch yeah. yeah. production value. Yeah, I was like, ugh. Uh, like stories like this, like I could be, really be into that. I'm surprised it didn't get picked up. I mean, yeah, who knows? For Fox, they were taking chances all over the place. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and this is like early Fox, so they were like, you know, they were. This was, you know, married with children still era Fox, yeah. right? And, Briscoe County, I think. Yeah, it's weird because this one, Dale, I just loved it. I loved the intensity of this episode, <laughs> dude. I'm right there with you. I was amazed. Yeah. The small cast that we were dealing with, amazing. I thought it was going to be a total, I was going in a totally different direction when Brad, as Billy, put yeah. this like skull with the light up eyes on his dash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And his face is all darkened. Like, we don't even know it's him in that yeah. first scene. Yeah. It opens with like a hot rod race, the legal street race, and we see Brad, shadowed Brad with his blinking skull on his dashboard and he he's racing this other guy off the line the other guy just eats it i mean i think he died <laughs> probably <laughs> i can't remember if they uh i think you're right i mean so the amount of drag races versus the amount of people dying for in from drag races in this episode <laughs> yeah. it's like one to one. Oh yeah yeah it's if you're if you're not dying are you drag racing dale that's what that's I what this is the most, sometimes they come back. It's the world's most dangerous sport, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, like, you know, it's the spectators who go out and watch that stuff. Like, if nobody dies, they're, you know, they're having an off night. 
They're probably going <laughs> to yeah. go home and right. get drunk. Bloodthirsty. They're probably going to start <laughs> fights in their lawn. <laughs> uh, so somehow, Billy, he tracks down the Iceman. And guess what? Guess what the Iceman is now, Chuck? He is. Cop man. Seemingly retired. He's still got a nice hot rod in the car, in the garage, but he claims it's his daughter. He's got... He's got a daughter named Carrie, played by Michelle Bronson. But who was this guy who played the the cop, Raymond Barry? Did, I didn't really recognize him, actually. No, I recognize him. Oh my god! From... He's in Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. He plays uh, Dewey's dad. <laughs> god, That's I'm an funny. idiot. Chuck, you watched it. <laughs> I literally just watched it. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay. Man, he was in, uh, I recognize him just from being that guy. Hey, that it's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But he was great in this. Very just like chiseled stone face cop, you know, just tough, kind of tough guy, man's man type guy. Yeah. This was, uh, you know, he was like prime for midlife crisis, like just for men, mm. older guy, mm-hmm. silvery hair. Fit as a fiddle. Yeah. You know, he had fit. like, he was wearing like a shirt that just like fit him. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, Chuck, I don't know what that's like. I don't just wear a shirt that I fits you. Yeah. And like you know arms, I mean? you, you just have to glance at to know he's doing push ups every morning, every single morning. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, young Brad Pitt. I don't know who this Iceman is, but Brad Pitt knows. He knows somehow. So much so that somehow. he, he puts, uh, <laughs> he puts, an envelope with a bunch of clippings of uh, news reports of the Iceman's past, you know, races where he's basically killed kids racing them. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to tell you how bad it's going to be when Middleton finds out one of its finest has been dodging a manslaughter charge? Put, in, put stuff in his en- his uh, mailbox full with this stuff, these clippings, as well as a, as a tarantula for good measure. Which, hello, <laughs> which marketing idea, Chuck? Yeah. If we were to ever, you know, send out mailers. Tarantula? We should have a little box. We'd dump a <laughs> box full of, of a tarantula in the bo- in the mailbox. Totally. Too. I love that Brad was driving around all day with a tarantula in that little box in his car. Totally unconcerned. Yeah. I would, I would like put it in the trunk at the very least, afraid that tarantula yeah. was going to make its way out of the box. <laughs> it took took Michelle out for a date. It was probably sitting in the glove box. What if she opened that? I know. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Brad would have just, I mean, he would have just licked his he lips. He would have picked it up. And he would have, everything yeah. would have been fine. She would have forgave him. That tongue, should we talk about, I mean, that, this was the biggest thing, Dale, was Brad's tongue. Probably got top billing. This uh, He should have got uh, oh, his own boy. credit in the, uh, the opening. Yeah. Uh, his tongue makes, I think, three appearances. It was putting in the work. I, and this is like full frontal tongue. <laughs> yeah. I think this tongue had to have a contract (laughs) signed. The first one is he's making out with the sheriff's daughter in his car and his hot rod. And after they're done making out, she asks if, uh, like if she, she'll see him again. Uh, before he answers, we just see Brad, like, like he opens his mouth and we see his tongue just kind of poke out and he's like licking her saliva off his teeth or something. Oh. In this sultry movement, and then he like he's, and then he gives the affirmation, "Yes, I will see you again." Uh, right, but it was like he had to taste her again first. It was it was oh, something else. God, Dad. I'm blushing. 
I'm blushing right now. It was something else. This Brad Pitt, it's got a future. Yeah, and does. then <laughs> those jowls, those cotton packed, filled with side what jowls. Did you say big league chew? Yeah, he had to be shoving big league chew to fill those cavities. A lot mm-hmm. of space in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second one is he he's out cruising around and he, he finds the sheriff in his cruiser and pulls up next to him. And looks through, looks at the sheriff through the glass and just sticks that tongue out and wags it at him. Doesn't say a word God. and then drives off to get him to chase him. Yeah. I mean. It, it was inappropriate at the very least. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that you do when you're, you know, you're like drying off and you're looking yourself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? From yeah. the shower. You just do something lewd like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. To try to feel a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly it. Yeah. Try to keep yourself sane. That's what he does. Yeah. Like, I got you, dude. <laughs> and then the third, which is just the, 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 the best performance of this tongue. He's at the tattoo parlor getting the sheriff's name tattooed on his arm because apparently Brad gets all of his street racing victims tattooed on his arm before he races them. <laughs> I would do it afterwards, but I, he, he must have yeah. been confident he was going to take the Iceman down, so. And uh, the camera goes from his arm and all all the names up to his mouth. And we get, we're like, his mouth is full frame, takes a drag of his cigarette. And with the sound of a roaring hot rod in our ears, Brad Pitt's mouth opens, tongue sticks out, cigarette smoke is pouring out. And it gives the illusion that his mouth is a tailpipe. It was one of the the most artful shots in all of Tales from the Crypt, I gotta say. (laughs) No matter how stupid it was, it... I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, man, I am in this. This is this is awesome. <laughs> I am not a hot rodder, but I love the idea of turning Brad Pitt's mouth into a tailpipe. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm with, I, I agree, Chuck. I agree. Man. Artful. Artful. And yeah. they had that, like that, uh, they started pumping that Warren Zevon song that I looked up. I oh, didn't yeah. know it was a Warren Zevon song. He did all the music in this. That's the other thing. It's all Warren Zevon. Are you a big Zevon head? Like, I've never really like gotten too big into him, but no, I know like three Warren Zevon songs, yeah. the the three, and uh, his appearance on the Larry Sanders show and this. But I'm like, man, this song's <laughs> great. Am I like? Uh, oh yeah, the whole soundtrack's great. Am I like? Uh, what's who are they? The um, they're like rockabilly. Was this like a rockabilly song? Kinda. It had that sort of like. But it was also like very like it's like, like about hot rodding and yeah it had that '80s clean production though um, yeah 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 and that th- I think that third song that was that sort of sad song that maybe played at the end sounded it it was very Bruce Springsteen-y kind of mm-hmm. like uh, like that one about the that Bruce Springsteen song he wrote about the racer I forget the name of it it's on uh, <laughs> Darkness on the Edge of Town I think but, but and yeah. And the the John uh, it was a Johnny uh, you got to roll with the punches that's the, yeah that one yeah and he and Warren Zevon sings about the White Horse Pike drag like racing on the White Horse Park Pike and I lived near a White Horse, Horse Pike so oh, I had to Google it because I'm not yeah so it's like South Jersey I don't know if there's a White Horse Pike anywhere else in the the states I mean and oh, I no. look and Warren Zevon was born in Chicago so oh, really? <laughs> I don't know if this was just like you know is somebody he thought of and is 
like this is a character that was singing yeah. the song or how how would one even know about the white horse pike if they didn't grow up near it like atlantic city maybe he Jersey's. was really he was channel trying to channel bruce and he he yeah picked out a he looked at the map of jersey and found a name <laughs> the white horse like pike. The, yeah he's like man that sounds like a place you would race <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I for, oh, thanks for bringing up the soundtrack because that was like that put it even, good. like it was like the episode was already great, but that just added a whole element. It was all cohesive and it was yeah rock songs. It it just it worked really well. You know what? And what what it made me think of was if this were to ever stream on HBO Max, would that <sighs> song still be in there? Oh man, I know. And how many people wouldn't even know about the song existing? God. That's true. I didn't think of that. I wonder if that's a huge problem with them putting this up. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It depends on the contracts they signed, I guess. I was I was unrelated, but related. I was just reading an article about um, how Dawson's Creek, <laughs> the yeah. streaming of Dawson's Creek is like a problem because all the, all the music's been taken out of that. And the intro song was uh, like had to be just renegotiated for streaming purposes only because so far, I guess, on streaming, the song hasn't been on Dawson's Creek. The Paula Cole song, so I guess uh, Paula Cole had renegotiated for, and now she's like, got him all, by the all, bees. I don't blame yeah, her, right? I mean, <laughs> all the people streaming Dawson's Creek are finding yeah. it for the first time. Yeah, finding that Kevin Williamson magic for oh, the yeah. first time. I never watched that show. I, I really, I, I no, knew of it. It was I. a huge thing, but it, it just like never hit my radar for some reason. Yeah, no, no. Don't worry, Chuck. Don't feel bad. No, I'll, someday I'll, I'll probably. Watch it with a okay. That's know, it. That's, we're doing it after the sh- after Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> oh, Paul Cole. Oh man, Dale. Um, I loved when he when uh, the sheriff went to find Brad Pitt, and somehow he knew where he lived. <laughs> he tracked him down oh. in this like it was it. I don't think it was a junkyard, but it was like a bunch of it looked like a bunch <laughs> of houses that like were in the middle of being moved, and Brad Pitt was like living in a half of a house. Like that was still totally. up on a trailer. And like there were no doors. It was just like the living room and kitchen just stopped and it was just open yeah. air. And he's yeah. just living in there. <laughs> and it was decorated. There was electricity. Yeah. There's hubcaps on the wall as decorations. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. It was like it was like a combination between like snow crash and Junk. It was like junkyard <laughs> snow crash or something where whatever that guy's name is lived in those storage places. But I love the vibe of it. It was just at firstly, it was like, you know, the sheriff is outside looking up on this trailer into this house. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Brad Pitt's just living there smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. He can barely sit still. He's always driving around. But, you yeah. know, at least he's calm enough to. And the way he hops down, he steps on his uh his hot his yellow hot rod to jump down to, oh. to show that he had the sheriff's daughter in his trunk. Mm. Spoilers. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, I was pretty much on Brad's side the whole time, even even when he became a, a kidnapper, because <laughs> I just yeah was in love with this character. But yeah, he like he like woos the daughter to get close to the sheriff, and it's driving the sheriff crazy. Like he comes he comes home and finds them in there. And maybe they were doing something in his house and the sheriff just like beats him up. Hi, Joe. Daddy, what are you doing? Uh, losing that 
how about that scene? That was amazing. He was throwing yeah. Brad like across the yeah. room into that desk. He like threw him yeah. against the fridge and it looked like he hit his head. Like, uh huh. it was a super convincing, like tough guy fight. <laughs> and it was before that, you know, cause Brad's so stupid and charismatic that you mm -hmm. like, I didn't know how much evil he had in him. I thought yeah. he was looking for Iceman for, you know, maybe just to race him, you know, yeah. but he had that evil streak in him to, he wanted to race him, but he was going to stop at nothing to make the guy race, race him, including kidnapping his daughter and dredging up his past. Yeah. And the sickening, which was great. The sickening thing is he didn't even have to like lure her. She, she voluntarily like, like after he got beat up, she climbs out her bedroom window. She's like, I'm coming with you. And he's like, hop in. <laughs> yeah yeah he could have totally turned you know uh turned her against him in yeah. in a matter of seconds with those eyes yeah oh my when God. i mean i was i was in love with this girl oh when yeah. they first had their first meet cute at the at mm -hmm. the uh drive-in thing yeah. drive-in restaurant man her, i was I, I just got lost in her face and she was so enchanted by him oh yeah as as was i i was enchanted by him as well but she was like i just hit the jackpot that's what she said it was in her head <laughs> But they did a pretty great thing where she, he, I think the first thing Brad says to her is he, you know, she compliments her or he compliments her by saying she has his, she has her father's eyes and she does this amazing look where she's like, she kind of rolls yeah. her eyes and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? But it like very quickly turns into like, oh my God, like you said, I hit the jackpot. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this hunk. <laughs> I know. Cause she, cause she, get, you know, she stared yeah. at him for more than a half a second. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, man, what a great little moment. Uh huh. <laughs> and then the next thing they know, Brad's racing there, racing down the street with her doing 90, weaving in and out of traffic. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like yelling at him to stop, but also her body was saying, keep going, Brad. Yeah. Keep yeah. Going. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like an Aerosmith video at this point. I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. she was just. Taking her underwear off underneath her work outfit at this point. It was getting real. Oh, God. Yeah, she was great. Did we look her up? I did. Uh, Michelle Bronson is her name. And other than this, she wasn't in a whole lot. I mean, her IMDb page is basically oh, wow, empty. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't even have a picture up. 976 Wish. Oh, that's a short. And it's hmm. not 976 Evil. I mean, some of these other movies she's in, who knows if it was just uh, Naked Jane and Blossom Time. I mean, that could be misconstrued all kinds of ways. <laughs> yeah, who knows what those yeah. movies are about? Yeah, it looks like direct-to-video or uh -huh. like TV. I know what's going on Dale's watch list. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> direct to movies you only buy and that come in clamshells and... Yeah. You find it probably a Dollar General. <laughs> yes. 40 copies of Naked Gene. Yeah. So, you know, he he blackmails the sheriff into one last race and the stakes are high. If Brad Pitt wins, he gets the daughter, is that what we're racing for? No, I think he gets his bragging rights. He get he beats the Iceman or does he intend yeah, on I, killing? I don't think Brad wanted anything really. He just wanted to beat him. But if he loses, then I don't know. Didn't did at one point you say he would kill her if he wins? Or I thought so. It got it got escalated quickly. Yeah, it escalated. Whatever it was, it was the stakes were high. They were very yeah. high. <laughs> and they yeah. 
So, you know, finally the Iceman breaks down. He's like, all right, I'm just going to have to race this kid, put this to bed. Uh, goes to the dump to find like his old, his old like mechanic junk rat. <laughs> and yeah, he's still got his old wheels sitting in the garage, all tuned up and waxed, ready to go. Like, God bless this guy. <laughs> this guy was so horny for uh, his yeah. old buddy to come back to race this car. <laughs> yeah, he was horny for nothing else. Yeah. He lived in, he was like sitting in a, in a, in a, in a crushed car and he was like surrounded by like, what are those wah-wah pedals? Yeah, he had his guitar pedals. Like, yeah. And he was playing Up. like slide guitar, slide electric guitar. <laughs> it was, it was kind of weird, but cool. <laughs> yeah. And he kept, I mean, he kept this car 20 years in this garage cherry he polished it every six months he yep. said and they kept it tuned up because i was like how's this thing gonna run i know but i i i loved it it was like it was like the commando moment i mean i <laughs> this guy was open in this garage he tore off the sheet and there it was yeah. like the black devil itself yeah it was cool i totally thought we were gonna get like a fixing up the car montage but mm. it was kind of great that the car was just like just ready to go here it is. Had we another five minutes or so, five, mm -hmm. ten minutes to work with, maybe that would have been, it would have been nice to see him. Like, yeah. it's his car. He's got to tune it up, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I, that's how I assume it works in the world. Yeah, like shining up uh, Excalibur, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Is that what King Arthur did? Shined up Excalibur? He who pulls it from the stone. He who pulls it, tolls it. And, he um, who pulls this sword from the stone. <laughs> And so we finally get our race. Brad puts his light up skull, lights a cigarette. The daughter shoots the pistol to start. And they do a quarter mile. And the Iceman wins, Dale. Iceman wins. You can't beat the Iceman. Sorry. Yeah. It was a clear win. And Brad ends up driving. What was it? A, it looked like a piece of like construction equipment or something. Yeah. He runs into it, some heavy machinery. and Yeah. Yeah. And in, in, in. In an otherwise impeccable driving record, I mean, this guy could snake around. Yeah, he could he could move this Chevy in and out and and get out of danger. He just plows right into this yeah. front end loader like uh, he's never driven a car before. He must have been just so distraught, or he did it on purpose, Dale. Which I, there's a clear argument yeah. that that he maybe he was like, I have nothing to live for if I can't win. It's probably more poetic that way. Yeah, you know. That's that could be it. The Iceman walks up. Uh, Brad is like half dead, like arm hanging out of the door, all bloody. And he's like, "I guess you won." And then he, he says, "I don't know." He says something else. He's like, Bruh. and then he drops his Zippo, <laughs> and it lights a puddle of gasoline, and the car blows up with a minute. Yeah, which was just the best. I was like, "Yeah." I, I was like, yeah, "How are they going to give this guy an ending?" But I love that he just blew himself up. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I was like, somebody's going to die here. You know, I thought maybe both of them were going to die. Yeah. Well, if we know any, if the episode taught us anything about hot rodding, someone has to die. Yeah. Three for three in terms of death. Deaths. Yeah. One more thing. This whole episode, I was convinced that the person that the Iceman killed 20 years before was Bradley's dad. Did you ever get that, get an inkling for that? I I did because where how else would how else or why why else would Brad dredge up and even know yeah. have an inkling of what I, I I and almost to the point where maybe it was in the script but they cut it out for some reason yeah 
Yeah, it, I'm glad. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Like, I didn't know if I was like adding, like, giving Brad more motivation, <laughs> other than just being a maniac who wanted to race yeah. this legendary <laughs> yeah. racer. But yeah, I, I totally thought there was something there. Like, like he killed his dad, and I thought he was going to say something finally at the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. You killed my dad. Yeah, I guess I'll be joining my dad now. <laughs> yeah, drops In a race car heaven. Yeah, drops a letter. You can see Brad hugging his dad in the flames. Warren Zevon playing oh, in the God playing over top. God, I, lo- I mean, is Warren Zevon my favorite now? Count it off, Warren. Yeah. Man. Wow, what an episode, Dale. One for the books. Top. Ah, uh, yeah, top three for me too. I'm thinking right now, the gambling episode, uh, the Christopher Reeve episode, oh, yeah. and this episode. Dale, what's what's on the menu for next week? Next week we have Maniac at Large, directed by John Frankenheimer. Whoa. Steve Dodd, May Woods on on screenplay. Blythe Danner. Oh wow. Stars. Uh I'm excited for Blythe. I love Blythe. Uh Clarence Williams the third. What? I mean, star power walking through, make way. Holy moly. Yeah. Adam Ant in this episode. My God. Yeah. The the the, uh, the rock and roller himself. Salome Gents. She's got second billing on here. So, I mean, she's been in some things for sure. Dionisio Bosco. Oba Babatunde, who has been in a ton of things too. This is, yeah. this is star packed. Stacked. Here. I mean, I feel like, I feel like we're broken records every episode now. It's like. Yeah. Season four. Yeah. Packed. Filled. Um. The description is somewhat broken. A mousy librarian overreact reports of a serial killer. <laughs> what? So. Hang on. Let me look at my Tails disc. See if there's a better description. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> I mean, uh, if I could edit this IMDB page, I would. No. No, there's nothing. We're nothing. Screwed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Production value of physical media. <laughs> Thank you. How am I supposed to know which episode is which? Ugh. All right. Well, well, we'll just have to go in blind and hit that gas pedal as always, Dale, next week. Lawyers, guns, and money. Folks, watch this episode. Do your do your heart and health some good. It's a young Brad. His bees haven't even dropped. He's chewing gum, <laughs> smoking cigarettes, sticking that tongue out. You'll you will yeah. not you will not regret it. Add to the list of uh everything Brad's in, he's got something in his <laughs> mouth, right? So it's yeah. even holds true oh, yeah. for this episode. That's his thing, right? Like he's always like eating food or, yeah. Right. Ah, what a guy. Yeah. What, what a, a guy. guy. Love you, Brad. Love you, Brad. Call, call us someday. All right, if Dale. we could talk to Brad, I would want to talk only about this episode. I would never even talk about his career. Again, I, 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 there's a version of us doing this show where we get to talk to all these people as we do. Yeah. Maybe when it hits HBO Max, we'll have to restart because we'll have such clout that we'll be able to interview every star that uh-huh. uh, is in every episode. So Ooh-wee. just you wait, pull your pants up, get ready. Pull your pants up. Tighten that belt. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> pull your pants up. All right, Dale, this has been fun. I'm Dale. You're Chuck. Good night. Bye. <laughs>
Will you come by tomorrow? Yeah, I'll come. <laughs>